Welcome to the Minnesotan Pod. Today, Tony and Peter break it down, a 2.0 version of the show we did a few weeks ago, kind of what's happened in the hockey world, and a lot has gone down. We had our final rankings of NHL draft uh, from Central Scouting. The big one, uh, recap, girls' HP national camp picks. We'll talk about some high school hockey commitments, both on the boys' and girls' side. We'll talk about the hockey game we saw yesterday with U.S. and Canada and the U18 Worlds, our plans to cover it in Madison, Wisconsin, and much, much more. Hope you enjoy today's show. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Good afternoon, Peter. How are you doing today? <laughs> oh, here we go. The old fake COVID. <laughs> It was oh not gosh. fake. It was, in fact... Did you test positive? Awful. Um, I never officially tested positive, but Lara did. Okay. And I had the same symptoms as she did, so we just assumed that I had it. How would you describe uh, Lara today? Because you've called her a lot of different <laughs> things. I love... Today? I love how you just, you know, girlfriend is just not the right word. Fiance isn't the right word. You you, you come up with some really good adjectives for, Partner? for Lara. Partner? <laughs> oh, God. Don't, don't say that. Roommate? Please. Don't say that either. My roommate? Don't, those are both bad ones on my... The person that I split a mortgage with? Oh, boy. Partner in real estate? Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, but we're we're back and healthy now. It's actually Lara's last day at her really? current job today. So shout She's out She's going to into the public sector. Uh, yeah. If you consider the federal government public, yes. which I don't. Yeah, she's going into the public sector. All right, good so deal. We're going to get that federal uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield health plan. I love and, it. And uh, she'll have what effectively turns into tenure. I know. Yeah. It's pretty hard to get fired from a federal government job. Oof, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> As if you ever worked for the federal government. No, I couldn't. Um, I couldn't. I, I'm excited to, to be healthy again. Uh, we well, could have tried doing this pod while I was sick, but no. it would have sounded absolutely atrocious. And we wouldn't have gotten a chance to talk about the game we saw yesterday, which, oh my gosh. which was good. And it kind of a good lead into what we're going to see in the next two weeks. A lot of girls slash women's hockey on our horizon here. We have Thank God. the U18 Worlds in Madison, and then follow that up by covering the NAFE event and putting on the NAFE events. And then after the NAFE event, you have the uh, national camp. So there's a lot of good women's hockey here in the first three weeks of June here. So I'm excited to talk about that. we got uh, NHL draft stuff. We have uh, Robertson Cup, you were at that. Um, so there's a lot, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. You have the sheet. You're going to drive today. I'm just going to uh, make commentaries off of your yellow sheet. <laughs> off, uh, off my beautiful yeah. yellow legal pad. 
Uh, shout out to Docket Gold. Well, right now I have written down Tony's last graduation. Your final child yes. graduated from high school. Yeah, a couple and, months ago. And uh, I hear that you brought the entire Zozel clan and that you had noisemakers and a <laughs> banner. And it might, as, it might as well have been an international soccer match with the way your family treated Bloomington Jefferson graduation. No. True or, true or that's false? false? That's false. That's mm. false. However, I Sources did kind of, I, I, I like to say I did get a kick out of a few of the uh, uh, families there uh, that were so loud. There was one that they had the uh, the noisemaker where you twirl it. It goes I love those like things. that. They brought that, and literally when they did it the first time, I thought it was shells hitting the cement. That's what it sounded <laughs> like, and I ducked. I was like, oh, what is that? And then I looked back and saw this obnoxious rattling this horrible plastic thing. twirly thing yes yeah. bad but <laughs> anyway uh but yeah she graduates uh, i'll be an empty nester come august for uh, three or four months before my son will probably move back in on january 1st but that hey you know, to look forward to for uh, my wife and i yeah. yeah how's debbie gonna handle having an empty house uh, she seems fine with it. She seems uh, we like a clean house. Debbie you and I don't. do. Yes, we do. Our house is very clean. Uh, when you have three adult-aged children, it's really difficult. There's constantly <laughs> shoes, yeah, and sh- three of them are women, right? Yeah. And the shoe count on every floor is in the hundreds. There's always at least a hundred shoes everywhere in our house. How many so. pairs of Crocs? Uh, Jake has a pair of Crocs, I think. Yeah, that's it. One. Well, it seems like every kid under the age, I say kid, young adult under the age of 22 has two or three pairs of Crocs. Yeah, they used to, white ones were big a couple years ago, but no. Which I never understood. I didn't either. I think they're the ugliest things I've ever seen. I have had one pair of Crocs. My feet got sweaty and said, never again. Never again. And I wore them twice but that's why they have holes in them they don't they still got sweaty do you know why else they have holes in crocs i don't care so that your swag has room to breathe yeah whatever there was no breathing in the crocs (laughs) it was gross i'm like why would you want to wear this is a piece of rubbery sweaty gross foam like putting your feet in styrofoam don't get it that and zubas are another thing i would never own well speaking of sweat and grossly outdated pants uh <laughs> my next note is where'd we leave off and we left off i was about to go to south carolina yes how was or the low country classic it was fantastic what a group of parents and players your mm-hmm. team minnesota gals finishing second losing uh to toronto pro hockey and a heartbreaker right yeah kind of a ridiculous goal it just bounced off somebody's elbow and Went snuck in. in behind and um i would say that Pro hockey had the game for the third period. Yeah, they you, put they you, put their two best players out there, one at defense and one at forward. Even though they played forward for the entire tournament leading up to that, they left their top unit with their two best players, and it worked out. And Minnesota taking nothing away from them, they're a really good. That 09 team is really good. We've talked repeatedly about the 2009 girls being a strong Unreal. age group, Unreal. right? It, but there's no like superstar like it gets all the points you, you know what i mean where you could rely on one player to do all the heavy lifting where it's a group of stars is that a fair assessment on that group i think team minnesota 
it doesn't have a Gretzky type. Right. That's what I'm it saying. It doesn't have a Gretzky type, but there's no real It's got real a bunch of Messiers. Line, <laughs> you know what I mean? Lines one to three, there's it's no deep. real drop off. It's deep, and I would hate to play against that team. Oh, I would hate to coach they against were, that team. They were the they were the talk the of the Charleston Ice Pals. Yeah, yeah, there was the, I heard some girls at the airport from a different team, and they saw the final score. And I heard one of the girls go, "How did Team Minnesota lose? Oh my gosh, they were so good!" So they yeah. certainly they made their mark on. It's a good team. The They're well coached. And it's, it's a fun team. That's oh yeah, and I got to hang out with the parents. That was a good time. Really nice group of parents too. So. I had a good time. Thanks All for right. letting me go. Well, I was re- my, my my flight was redirected to home, so <laughs> <laughs> let's put it that way. Hopefully, the good feelings continue after I yeah. submit my uh, reimbursement receipts. Well, I I know that your Ubers were a lot less than the rental car that you had. It was, previously. but I I made up for it with uh, oh great with my meals great so great. Thanks. I don't know if you got that much of a deal. Peter uh, pulled up with his <laughs> rental car. So, yeah, it's $1,100 for four days. I'm like, take an Uber. Can I do that? I'm like, it'll be cheaper than $1,100. I thought it would end up being more expensive, but it, no. the most expensive lift I took down there was like 75 bucks. Right. It just doesn't work. It honestly wasn't that bad. Uh, WHL Bantam Draft was right after the Low Country Classic. Yep. Nine listed Minnesotans taken. I say listed because there are a couple of – Outliers there like Lucas Souchin, who's originally from Edmonton, right. William Bell, who's originally from like Saugus, Massachusetts. Yeah, he's a Boston kid. But uh, he's at Chaddock now in his but hometown. But both their parents live in the west suburbs, so I would continue, yeah. I would consider them well, Minnesotans. And, I mean, Souchin's been here for yeah, a few years. A Bell few just years this year. Yeah. Bell just moved here this year. That would be interesting if he somehow ended up. At Minnetonka High School. No, it'll never happen. No, no. It, it, tier yeah, one people never now. leave. Here now, though. tier one. He's here now. No, that's what just I, saying. He's I wouldn't close. think that. I wouldn't think that. Just saying he's close. Uh, a couple notes from the WHL Bantam Draft. Vancouver takes the first female player. I thought that was awesome. Ever, Chloe Primerano. I had to double the, take uh, before I, I retweeted that at some point. Yeah, I had to double take that like three times. I'm like. That's got to be a first. So then I obviously did a quick. You know, it was it wasn't even a Google search. It was a it was a Twitter search, and then I found one where yes, first ever. I'm like, that's a cool story. Oh, really yeah. cool. And there were a couple of people who popped up on the internet as there so often are going publicity stunt, oh, typical Vancouver. And then a couple of other people pointed out that if you watched her Burnaby Winter Club U15 prep team last year. She for one, good. she had 19 points in 30 games. Not exactly a slouch on the score sheet. No. But she was right. She was one of their best defenders. There was a 06 girl defender from Manitoba that played on the show team who had really cool uniforms, too, by the way. Um, and what she was, was really that? good. 06. So in 2017, so five years ago at the show. Okay. She was unbelievable. I, I, I mean, big, strong. You know, defender. Yeah, uh, I, 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 that girl jumped out at me. A player that would, that is best served playing against the boys. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. Thought that was pretty cool. She ended up doing an interview with uh, on Jeff Merrick's radio show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, a very well spoken young lady. I haven't oh. had the time to listen to the interview. Uh, right. Another note: growth of non traditional hockey powers. Anthony, did you know that the Dallas Stars elite? <laughs> One team had six players 
chosen in the Bantam draft. I'm not surprised. From Dallas. I'm not surprised. From Dallas. But are you surprised that Dallas, the Los Angeles Junior Kings, and Dallas Stars Elite, those two teams tied with Shattuck St. Mary's for most players taken? Americans, because I know a lot of these scouts, Americans are a wild card at best to come to a camp or play in the Western League. So there's just a – there can be a run on kids from Shattuck. There can be a run on kids from Anaheim or Colorado. If they can get a vibe that they would actually come to their camp and, and, and play on a team, uh, they can get a draft – you can get a good draft run. So I'm not surprised ever as to what comes out of the American side of the draft in the, in the Western League. Okay, well, let's look at it from a meta standpoint. What does okay. it do for an area like Dallas, which is still – you could be the – I read this in Sean Avery's book, and I thought it put the picture of hockey in Dallas into a, a crystallized image that Mike Madano, who for you and I is one of the greatest Americans ever to play mm-hmm. the game, and Sean Avery made a joke that being the best hockey player, pro hockey player in Dallas, makes you about as popular as the third-string Dallas community college quarterback. Yeah. So to have a market like that with a youth team produce six players that WHL franchises deemed worthy of a selection, whether it's because they they said that they would come to a camp or they would play or they'd be open to moving on, that's a great advertisement for youth hockey in those areas. I, I, I'm never going to argue with that. I mean, there's plenty of kids playing <clears throat> hockey in Dallas. Um, I have I, I, I have a strong opinion that 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 hockey is growing in these Sunbelt areas. And if Gary Bettman did anything good for the game of hockey, it was pushed so hard on that Sunbelt region. You know, he's done great. They've done great things in every one of those. If you think about it, there's been success in just about every one of those Sunbelt. And I know that San Jose really isn't Sunbelt. It's a non-traditional, right? So San Jose's had success. Kings have had success. Ducks have had success. Stars have had success, right? Yeah. Tampa, now Florida, Carolina's won cups. Yep. They're doing really well in I mean, you could almost argue that that if there's a conspiracy that the uh Sun Belt has to be in the Stanley Cup finals. Right? You know what they call the Sun Belt, right? What's that? The fun belt. <laughs> right. It's the fun but belt. It's good for hockey and I'm not surprised. There's plenty of good players. Here's a here's my thought on Dallas though. Okay. There's not a kid from Dallas that has gone bonkers in college hockey, right? Plenty of good kids come out of, have come out of Arizona and done well in college hockey. Plenty of good kids have come out. Oh, I left Arizona out. They have not had success. There's your one no, dog. they're terrible. That's one dog. Sorry. They're I, I, terrible. That, there's their one L is, is Arizona. Okay, but there has, <laughs> there's been plenty of good kids have come out of, the, uh, out of L.A., Right, yep. plenty of good kids have come out of that have have led a track to highly successful Division One career, followed by a professional career. Right, and when that happens, great. But until that happens, you know what? Western League might be a good route to pro hockey because they haven't seen it done by someone in their metroplex to to make it to pro hockey via college. Make sense. Plenty of kids here in Minnesota. You see it, right? Yeah. But I, re- I remember talking to Craig Johnson, Ryan Johnson from the Gophers. Name dropper. Uh, we, we were just chatting about it and, and we, about Ryan and his development or whatever, and he said, you know what? Ryan never watched college hockey. 
All he ever watched was pro hockey. It never was really offered to him in that channel. So he doesn't really understand the, the path to NCAA to the pros. And a lot of the kids in L.A. don't see that. That's how I, it dawned on me that way, right? But plenty of kids of California have seen players go from California to Division One to call it to pro. So I just think they need to, need to see it, you know. And now you're going to start to see it with the, the two Florida boys, you know, uh, Seamus – Casey. Casey and Gavin Ryan, Brindley. Gavin Brindley, dad's Ryan. When those kids go through the process and go to college and have success and make it to the pros, the Florida kids will go, hmm, I can be just like them. Connor Brown. Connor Brown's another Connor one. Connor Brown committed West to Western Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that'll be an interesting change of pace from Estero, Florida. I don't think there are a lot of beaches. Cool. Where is Western Michigan University? Uh, Grand Rapids, I believe. It's in Grand Rapids? I think so. Are you sure it's not Kalamazoo? Could be Kalamazoo. I don't know. I don't particularly care either. Okay. Uh, Moving forward into the month of May, Robertson Cup and Clark Cup saw the Robertson Cup, so I have a little more to say about that one, so I'll mention the Clark Cup now. Sioux City captures the Clark Cup. Two to one overtime win over the Madison Capitals. And who scores the game? Sure. Who scores the game? (laughs) It wasn't game five, but yeah. For Sioux City, who scored Nick it? Pierre. Nick Pierre. Yes. You're darn right, Nick Pierre. Yeah, it's the most Nick Pierre thing to do ever. You know, Overtime game-winning goal. Yeah, he scored that. Um, they beat Madison, which I thought both Madison and Sioux City um, were the upstarts in their respective divisions. Mm-hmm. We always think that Chicago's going to make it, yep. right? And they went down to Chicago and beat them. Congratulations to the Caps for having a, yep. a deep run. And, and Tri-City is the new... Chicago of the West, Western Conference or Western Division, because they have all the money, they're doing all the things, they're getting the Canadians, they're just doing it pro, you know. And they, you know, whipped up and everybody had the best record in the league. I think they might have won the whatever the cup they call it when you win the regular season title. They probably did win that. But Sioux City beat them. So it's like, eh, I like it. I'm kind of cheering. I'm always cheering for the non, you know, the non-winners, yeah. you know, the um, people that do it right. And Andy Johnson's been getting all kinds of oh pub my gosh. the last few weeks. Andy Andy Johnson is the hottest thing he in is the, the hottest hockey personnel bread. world since sliced bread. He just named the GM of the USA GM of the year in the USHL. Yep. Um, he just made a transaction. Did you see that? No. Uh, Jimmy Clark got dealt from Sioux City to the Green Bay Green Bay Gamblers. Yesterday, for, for it was a old trade. It was a, it was a leftover. He was a leftover in a trade that was oh. from this winter. Interesting. So I thought that was interesting. I, and all I care about for Jimmy Clark, again, is um, where does he fit into? Does he go to an organization that is fa- that is okay with before and after? Green Bay at some point was okay with with Casey Middlestat doing before and after. Will was or be? was not? Was I mean oh. he played before and after. In Green Bay. I think Casey it's so did. funny that there are junior franchises that still try to dictate before and after. I suppose I understand it. The last thing you want is your guy playing Correct. before and then going back to high school and then getting injured in some game against, like, Litchfield. <laughs> and then you rearrange. Like, if a Zam plant got hurt, then the Chicago Steel would have to it's, it play is, Jenga with their top six. It is definitely interesting. Um, I did – I don't know who if it was – Slukinski or Huglin, uh, one of them. I can't remember. I, went, I ran into him. I think it was. I think it was Huglin um, when they were playing for Fargo, and I was up at Fargo for a game, and I, I mm-hmm. just said, "Hey, uh, how much you playing?" 
You know, because it was one of these before and afters. He goes, well, you know, they don't give us a lot of minutes, you know. I get in there, I play fourth line, I get time, but I get get to practice, and it's great hockey, and it's perfect. But they don't make a huge investment in us before and after type kids. They don't blow us off. And and, and so then the next year or two years later, I ran into – I did a player of the year interview with Jack Peart, and he said the same thing. He goes, yeah, I really struggle to get minutes, but – you know, if you look at Jack Peart's stats, his before and after year, he was a wagon for them. I mean, he was there. Right. By the end, he was their best D. I think part of it, too, is if you have a kid doing before and after, then that kid is clearly still in high school. Okay, they have a few more bites at the apple than you got a kid who's in his last year of yeah, age he's eligibility. Yeah, year. And he's been around for two or three years and you're organization you owe it to that older player to get and him in front of some eyeballs he's, he's way more mature too he's probably got himself a weightlifting program and he's a beard a beard and all the other things yeah. you know so all right uh, if you had to pick a ushl franchise that needed something Oof. i think you'd be hard pressed not to pick the madison capitals were they on the brink of bankruptcy like six months ago well they took a year off oh they did was it right? last year i think they did through COVID? Yeah, they didn't play in a COVID year, so did Cedar Rapids. Cedar Rapids didn't did, either. They took a year off. Both of them took a year Their off. Their arena roof collapsed. Yes, it did. Yeah, I don't think Madison's arena roof No, collapsed. but COVID happened, and they're, yeah. they're in Dane County, which is a very liberal county with lots and lots of restrictions right. where they couldn't have had fans, and they would have just made no money. Yeah. So it was easier just to throw up the okay. red flag. So maybe they weren't on the brink of bankruptcy, but I seem yeah. to remember there were some They had never made the playoffs. Logistical they, they, issues. They came back like in 2014. Okay. They, they were a, uh, what would you call it, an expansion franchise in 2014 and never made the playoffs for like eight or nine years. Hmm. So it's a pretty neat story, the fact that, you know, they bring in, is it Tom Upton, Tommy Upton? I think he's their coach and GM and did a, his last That's name is Upton. I'm looking F- at a, a box Fantastic score job. With that group, and he was a he was the coach at the Magicians for two seasons, I believe, about oh, okay. five or six years ago. So great, climbing the ladder. you know, definitely climbing the ladder and doing great things. Yeah. Well, good for Madison. Glad mm-hmm. that they're uh, back on solid ground. Robertson Cup, Bjorn, Frankie, our wonderful photographer, spent four straight stuff. days at Fogarty Ice Arena watching the Robertson Cup. Uh, unfortunately, St. Cloud Norseman knocked out in the semifinals, and the New Mexico Ice Wolves, who have numerous ties yep. to Minnesota, including head coach Phil Fox, who's from Stillwater, uh, also knocked out in the semifinals. So it ended up being the two teams that Minnesota as a whole just does not give a poop about but it's but it's one game though so it is yeah it so was, it's not like it we had to go cover game. three games of no guys without you know it's not hard to go cover the wolverines you know it's a brand new franchise and they make it i yeah, thought that was kind of cool on paper if you were looking at the semifinals, you thought okay there's a good shot that we're going to end up with we're gonna get cloud a, and new mexico here. yeah we're going to get a clump of but, minnesotans uh, yeah st cloud kind of sputtered offensively in their two games against Anchorage. They also ran into a fantastic goaltender, Rathan Robbins, who is a native son of Anchorage. And yeah. I thought, I'm going to write a profile because nobody knows who this Oh, look at three profiles that the Anchorage <laughs> Daily News has already done on Rathan Robbins. Yeah, he was good. Uh, he was. He was awesome. Uh, Andrew Takis from the New Jersey Titans, uh, his nemesis, Rathan Robbins' nemesis in goal. He also played very, very well. And after that final buzzer went off, let me let me go back to pregame. Bjorn told me to watch Takis, uh, not because he's 
just a good goaltender he is. He's committed to Cornell, but because he's nuts. He is an insane human being. And watching him throughout the game, I haven't seen a goalie play to the crowd that much in a long time. Oh, he loves it. He loves it. He is constantly... Is I'm I'm making my my hand chirping my, my, my hand into a mouth right now and he's after the game he's skating around woo to himself <laughs> uh, and Bjorn said he was he was pretty funny in the the post game line too he was just babbling on and on about Good. God knows what he also had he scored like a fourteen something on his SAT. Really? So he's a brain. So you still take the SAT, huh? It was included in their line charts, their SAT score. I dropped my I dropped my SAT score to my kids all the time, and it's like I'm talking about. I don't think Midwestern schools require the SAT. No, they like, what I is still that, think it's Dad? an East Coast It was thing. the only thing. Like, ACT was just like a byproduct when I was a kid. I took the ACT. What did you get on the SAT? Uh, first try or second try? I w- both. Uh, I missed an entire section the first time I got it. Like I got like nine hundred. Wow, it's terrible. It's remedial. It's terrible. Okay. Then the second time I took it, I had thirteen fifty. Is that a good score? Thirteen fifty. Yeah. Out of six hundred. Yeah. Sixteen hundred. Out of sixteen hundred. Yeah. Okay. So sixteen hundred is a perfect score for the SAT. Yeah, I had a uh, seven ninety on the math. Gotcha. Out good? of eight hundred. Oh. Okay. That means I got one wrong. <laughs> Wow. Or two wrong. Or some it's nice crazy to see number. you're using your math. I know my brain math. for greatness. I know <clears throat> math uh, just came easy for me. Well, hopefully, until I, I got to the University of Minnesota. <laughs> Holy it. smokes, was math hard in college? Let's just say there was a language barrier between myself and the and the calculus. Might the as well be a foreign language, dude. Yeah, I had an easier time with my French professors who spoke only French in class than I did with. Wow. My math professors who were instructed to teach me in English. I could see a young Tony strutting around the U campus. He's got a sweater tied over his shoulders. <laughs> got this really nice Ralph Lauren polo. Hat on backwards. Talking French to Hat everybody. Hat on backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Hat on backwards. Um, what was my last note? Oh, the uh, the Null Showcase Top Prospects dealie. Uh, yeah. I tweeted out some stats from that and got corrected almost immediately. Yeah, it was, it was great. It's Feels like good. It's not it? even not even our event. And I'm being told that the numbers are wrong. Isn't that the best? Send the league an email. That I can't the help. Best you. like um, <laughs> we have published stats here. We're just trying to promote our kids because yeah. there were a lot of Minnesota kids in those stats. Oh yeah, you wouldn't have posted if it weren't. Yeah, and I in the complainer's defense, I was talking to Nick Johnson, who played on the winning team in the top prox- prospects showcase. And he confided to me that yeah they missed they were wrong yeah they is missed this, a is few. Is this the Nick Johnson yep. who works for us? The Nick Johnson. All right, uh, he was at the. I did see game. that. He's the STMA kid, right? Nick Johnson. Yeah. No, Holy Angels. Oh, the no, no, that Nick Johnson. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, Nick Nick Johnson thinking, who's worked for us. Like well, there was another. Times. Who was the Johnson kid who worked at the USCL? JP Johnson. Thank JP. you. And he's an STMA kid. I have no idea what his last name is. Yeah. I just it's knew Johnson. him as JP. It is Johnson. Uh, your podcast with Lance Pitlick and Mark Manny. How are those? Those were good. Those were good. We have more coming up. Have more okay. on the docket. Um, we, you know, Lance Pitlick was a lot of fun because he and I are the exact same grade and went to our, our paths were very similar. 
He was an uh, athlete, educationally though. very similar. We, we did a podcast where he interviewed me, and then I did a podcast where I interviewed him. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's a little bit like playing chess, though, with Lance Pillick because he's got so much upstairs about the game and and which it's like which game do you want to talk about right do you want to talk about your youth growing up do you want to talk about your pro career your first nhl goal you know you talk about there's just so much there in your head that you want to get out and you only got an hour to do it you know so it was that was the only challenge from an interviewer's perspective is how do you keep all this great information into an hour um it was fun fun to talk and plus he's an entrepreneur like there's a lot of he and i have a we have nothing in common, but we have a lot in common, if you know what I mean. Yeah. What about uh, Mark Manny? Tell you any fun stories about flying Air Force One? I don't normally bring that up with him just okay. because it's so cliche. I actually got, my tower got buzzed by somebody said, hey, how come you didn't ask him about Air Force One? I'm like, because everybody asks him about Air Force One. I just want to know if there's and someone asked, why didn't you talk about Matty Rooney? I'm like, because we already spent a ton of time on previous because he's coached there a long time right so there's a lot to cover and what i wanted to spend time on is what was all what hadn't been discussed which was air force two his three disappoint is it three or two well all the disappointments leading up to the winning the state championship the two section finals Yep. That they lost it up at amsoil losing in the first round first round loss yeah those are those tell the story of like how cool it was to actually win last March. And, yeah. the, and I wanted to talk about players and, and kids that were involved. And, you know, we got to talk about Weston and, and how Weston's going to Air Force. Air Force and how much influence he had there. And he goes, really, none at all. You know, I like mm-hmm. there's just a, he goes, I didn't really do anything different other than I introduced him. Uh, at a rink because I was standing next to the Air Force coach and I don't think it was Frank, but and and Weston was there and they met and that was it. And then next thing I know, like three weeks later, he's out there on a visit. Wow, you know that was all Mark did. You thought he may have had a greater influence, and just to hear his story growing up and hear about his dad and you know and all those other things, it was great. Cool. So Mark Mark Manny's one of the good ones. Uh, speaking of good ones, Brian Deutsch, the longtime oh. sports in he's sports information director, com- totally right. Yeah, he was. Okay, the SID at the University of Minnesota. For hockey. For hockey is now moving on after 10 years. And the two notes I have about Brian, class and efficiency. Yep. So during COVID, when we were looking for something to cover, one email to Brian Deutsch, and all of a sudden we were attached to every press release, links to every press conference. It It was so easy. My, it was so easy, and he made it that way. I met Brian six or seven years ago. Uh, he requested a meeting with me about stuff that we were doing at our camp that mm-hmm. was that was illegal. So it started <laughs> off like, yeah, you can't do this, and it started off great. I mean, it wasn't. It was very professional. It wasn't like he had a really good way of disarming me, and I and we had a good relationship, and we had. A lot of fun, and, and a lot of good came out of it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what? You have all these great photos of incoming golfers. Is there any way I could get access to them so when they commit that I have a really good picture of them? I'm like, oh, you'd like our assets? He goes, yeah. He goes, why can I get some of your assets? So we kind of asked that exchange. It was fantastic. So he, he had a really good way of working with us, and then, and that was kind of the relationship from that point on and then obviously COVID hit and like, wow, we have, there's the only hockey being played right now. There's no NHL. There's anything was, was, uh, was the NCHC and the big 10. Mm-hmm. 
And you and I just sat there and watched it and covered it because yeah. there was nothing else to cover. Yeah. You know, so we covered it, and 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 that was just the the tip of the iceberg. And I was at the Frozen Four in Boston, and I had a pass that wouldn't allow me into the locker room area. I could only go around the deal, but. I mean, I just saw like Mason Nevers or Ben Myers or something, and they said, "Hey, Tony," and they were taping their sticks. So I went over and I was talking to them about the trip and Fenway and just some of the just your basics. That he wasn't doing any great reporting, just because mm-hmm. these guys have worked for us at camps. Yeah. And after I get done talking, I get then talking to Cal Dietz, and, and then I saw Rabs and was talking to Rabs. I was just doing my thing, right? I was at a rink and I was talking to him. Brian comes up to me, and goes. I'm not from the NCAA, but if I were from the NCAA, you wouldn't be allowed to be standing here right now. I go, are you kicking me out? He goes, oh, no, you're just, Tony's doing Tony things. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just warning you could get kicked out here right now. That was my oh, last man. engagement with Brian. And then, obviously, he told me a few weeks before the announcement came out that he was leaving the U, so he reached out to me and called Aww. me. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Thanks for letting me know. So then... Yeah. I didn't obviously release it until he released it, and then when so many bang. people put up roadblocks, Brian Deutsch always Let made it easier. Absolutely, always made 100%, it hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, moving on the NHL Central Scouting final rankings, and I will preface this by saying that I had a source close to the NHL draft tell me that the Central Scouting rankings are. How do I put this? A joke? Not a joke, but. Um, they should not be taken as gospel. No. Should not be taken as gospel. So uh, this list, Jimmy Snuggard at 11, Ryan Chesley 18, Sam Renzel 19. That's Cruz, just North Americans, Lucius. right? Yep, this is yeah, just yeah. out of the North Americans. Cruz Lucius, Alex Bump, Zam Plant, Damon Gardner, Leo Gruba, Dylan Godbout, Aaron Pionk, Jack Harvey, Nick Pierre, Luke Middlestat, Maddox Fleming, Tyler Haskins, Connor Kurth, Eric Polkamp, Hobie Hedquist, goaltender from Heron Lake, Minnesota, oh. and the two that I missed in my initial post, Tristan Sarslin and Gavin O'Connor. Mm, how dare you? I know. How dare you? Um, I have a statement going back to your joke, that it might be a joke or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think central scouting is a great marketing tool. And not yep. necessarily a draft tool, right? Yeah. And here's why I say it's a good marketing tool. Do you know why it's a good marketing tool? Because they separate them out. There's North American skaters. Like, who'd you say, where's Jimmy Snuggerud? 11? Jimmy Snuggerud is number 11. He might not even be a first-round draft pick. Yep. But when you read 11, you're thinking, oh, he'll be holding a jersey up next to Gary Bettman. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but if you read mock drafts, I don't even know if Isaac and Isaac and, and Jimmy, Jimmy are, are like m- the tail end of the first round. Right, right. The tail so, end of the first round. So there you go. Um, the, the NHL draft is going to be weird this year. Why? The, the consensus number one, Shane Wright, who yep. after his first year in Kingston was – the ish. He was going to be the guy. Yep. And now apparently he's, he hasn't fallen, but when you're projected at number one for so long, and then all of a sudden you're not the undisputed number one anymore, uh-huh. then it feels like you're collapsing. But he's not. He'll go one or two. 
Yeah. Uh, I love when people, I've heard a few podcasts just in the last uh, couple of weeks. I've been listening to a lot of them because I know this class so well, all these kids pretty well. Yeah. So I'm trying to hear where they're going to end up and stuff. And, and obviously know Shane pretty well as well. And I'm like, to hear them talk about Shane Wright, uh, I love that the comparison that they make Shane Wright from a, to an NHL player, you know. It's fascinating to hear that. Since I've known Shane since the brick in 2010, Right. Watching him since then to now, it's a fa- it's a fascinating trek, right? No, no, 2014. Sorry, and it's a fascinating trek to hear them now comparing him to Mark Messier. You know, is that the comparison? That was one of them that I heard. I was wow, like, wow, that's yeah. there's leadership there too. And I don't, I've never really seen that side of Shane Wright where he's like, let's go, kind of leader type of guy. You know, yeah. I've only seen him play once, and I think he was like 14 when I saw him. You saw him when he was. 14 in Buffalo, right? They would have been 12. 12, correct. In 12. Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. They Sorry. would have been 12. So this entire class. Well, one of the reasons I haven't seen way. Shane as much is because he plays, um, played up, you know, when he was so young. He, he, he'd never played in his, his weight class. Yeah. And of COVID, you know, two years of COVID. Yeah. Like, the, just everything was just kind of gone. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting to watch it go from Shane Wright is the number one pick yes. and this will not change. Now all of a sudden there's For a, two years. <clears throat> there's a Swedish kid, I think, Must that be. is uh, muscling in on that yes. number one overall and Cooley's spot. three, right? Cooley's at three right now. Yep. Cooley's at three. And according to Central Scouting, their final rankings, Isaac Howard is at number nine. Yeah, where's, where's Goth, where is Gauthier and um, the... That's a good example because I think he's lower in central scouting, but in mock drafts he's, he's projected high. higher than a couple of other Cutter guys. Gauthier and, and what's the kid from Detroit? Uh, from Omaha originally. Rucker. Rucker, Rucker Rorty. Rorty, yeah. Yep. He's higher too, isn't he? Frank Nazar yep. is higher as well. He's a New York kid, right? Nazar? Yeah. No. Where's he from? Uh, maybe he's originally from New York, but Nazar... Gauthier, McGrory, they were all honey-baked. Yeah. At least for a year, they were all honey-baked. Yeah. I think Is there a Brestevich in there, too? Uh, he was all in that group. There, no, there was a Nemesnikov, okay. Max Nemesnikov. It's almost like somebody should write that story. Right. Weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. That's, uh, that's all I got for the central scouting. Right? All right. I just thought it would be fun to throw that out there. Uh, the big one, Minnesota Cup. It says recap, but really it's just saying thank you to everybody to showing up to the big one. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It was fun. The, 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 um, How about those Thieves jerseys? Were they just the they were pretty sick. Ever. And I met the owner, the guy who started. This guy's name is Travis Collins from Thief River Falls. Okay. Thieves, get it? Thief River Falls? No, I do. It's they were aw- just an awesome group. And his dad, who looked like he was probably high 40s, Maybe young 50s. Maybe he started the franchise when he was 37. But he's not. He's older than that, but just looks really good for his age. Was totally engaged in these kids. I'm like, I want to be you when I grow up. I want to work side by <laughs> side with my yeah. son and coach hockey. He knew these 2012s and 13s or whatever they were. He knew their story. He knew everything about it. It was just, it was a, a very genuine, great group of guys. Uh, they're really appreciative of their opportunity to play in an yep. event, and they do a nice job with their kids. They do a nice job with social media. I'm excited to see more of the Thieves because the Thieves is, isn't 
Moorhead. It's not Warroad. It's it's a bunch of Thief River Falls type of kids that we don't normally get a chance to see. And it was exciting. Yeah, that I thought that was nice about the big one overall. You might look at the program and think, well, where's this team and where's this team? And right. it was on kind of a strange weekend where there were multiple events going on. But when you have something like that, it gives other kids a chance to participate in these events. And yeah. there's nothing better than looking at a roster and not knowing who any of the Love players that. are. That's one of my favorite Love things it. about hockey. Love it. Uh, Minnesota Cup, overall, the talent was unbelievable yeah. for, the, for the majors. Um, watching the Whitecaps play the Whitecaps in the 14 invite championship. That was good. You got a good one there. That was nuts. All right. uh, Speaking of girls hockey, girls HB national camp selections. We got four (laughs) rosters to go through. All right. We have the U18 select camp nominees for the birth years 2005 and 2006 and we have the hp 1617 developmental national camp for the 2005s and 2006s and what anthony and i are going to do is pick one player from each list that might be a little under the radar that we have a i would call them favorite players players that you might not have heard of there's a good chance you've heard of them. Well, there are a couple on here that I hadn't heard of. Personal, I'm just going to be personal honest. Personal favorite players. I yep. figured we would start with the U18 Select 2005s. You want me to okay. go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my, can, can I just say who's going to make? Cause, so this Select Camp is the one that ends up being what drives the U18 Worlds rosters. Correct. That's going on right now. So correct. it seems a little weird to be talking about U18 Worlds when U18 Worlds is happening right now. We're in a normal world. It already happened six months ago. Yep. Right? It's not. It's happening right now. And they're they're in the process of choosing their new team. And by all accounts, the U18 Worlds will be played in Sweden, Allegedly. where it was supposed to be played last year. Do not hold Peter and I accountable if it's not in Sweden. Okay? And don't hold your breath. And don't hold your breath if it's going to be in Sweden. May we recommend Dallas. I recommend Dallas. We had that discussion off air. I'm like, why don't they just put it in Dallas? That's about a 99% take, chance take it's going to happen Take the guesswork out of yeah. it and just, just play it in Dallas. Well, we have it in Dallas. Plenty of hotels, plenty of cars, plenty of rinks. All right. Uh, so my unheralded, if you make the U18 selects, are you really? Oh, five. Are you unheralded? <laughs> like almost every player on here is committed to Division One, right? No, I've never heard of Grace Sedera. Come on, <laughs> man. Uh, okay. Oh, let's see. The goalies. Um, there's not one. I'm going to go no on any of these, you know. You're going to say that they're all well known? Yeah, every one of them. Okay. Think you want to pick, pick think a personal it. favorite, though. Well, that's cheating. It's cheating Why is because it cheating? I, I've always been a huge Hannah Helverson fan, so that's cheating. Yeah, you know? fair enough. Um, but I'll go off the board um, and say Kaylin Mum. Kaylin Mum. All right. I think she's. You know, you, when you talk about she's in, she's kind of a sandwich player in in Andover, right? So there's there's the group ahead, right? The 23s, mm-hmm. right? That are ahead, the Burgers, the Brown and all those guys, right? You know those names, right? Yes. And then you go the group behind, right? All the freshmen. <laughs> you know. Now soft Jones, Little, you know, uh, Kasich. Kasich, Christensen, Angler, Olson. right? Olson. Thank you. She's in between them, right? 
And nobody ever thinks of her, but she is literally the unsung hero in that whole crew. So I'll go Kalen Mum. Go Kalen Mum. All right. All right. I'm going to go Lindsay Avar. And I'm not saying she's unheralded. No. But her point totals last year 10 goals, 22 points in 26 games. Doesn't exactly set the world on fire. Defensive, though, and was hurt. I. Love Lindsay Avar as I know a player. You do. I, I will know you line do. Lindsay Avar up against almost any other forward in the state. State and let her go to work. State, um, yes. State, yes. State. Yes. You're talking state. Yes. yes. I got five. Defensively, better. I think she can. She's good. Anybody. Yep. So I'll go, I'm going to go with Lindsay Avar. Yep. Okay. Uh, it, okay. Blah, blah, age go 16, 17, developmental, 2005. Well, oh stay, wow! You're, stay 2005. Let's stay select though. I just go select. Fine. Okay. All right. Go. I got some juice on this one. No, you. This don't. one won't be as boring as the 05s. Okay, that was boring. This got, one's gonna be got, exciting. You got nothing here. Okay, uh, I think that Kendrick Distad, along with Josie St. Martin, what? Uh, Josie St. Martin will make the select. Will make the team, obviously, because she's already made it. She's not gonna get cut next year, right? And I think Kendra Distad is another one of those locks. She'll be in. Just, yeah. just mark it down right now. Uh, you can you can put the put it in the envelope and mail it to the Distad household. She's in. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one I love Lauren Carl as a choice. You know, one of the many Minnetonka girls that have gotten a lot of love over the last uh, few weeks. Minnetonka led yes. all programs in overall players with nine between the four rosters. All right, um, but unheralded by far, not even close unheralded on this list of eight to ten girls is Ayla Puppy from Northfield. Ooh. Wow, does she just do it? All right? I mean, literally, whatever you ask her to do, it's done. Back check, Ayla Puppy. Score goals, Ayla Puppy. Four check, Ayla Puppy. She is the real deal. She and can do very it unheralded. She can do very it all. Unheralded. Uh, I'm going to go with Carly Humphrey mm, from Elk That's another River. good one. Another a, good I one. hate to use this term because I think it's overused, but a rangy defender who had 14 <laughs> goals last season. She had That's a 14 lot. as a defender. Well, she's got third, a rocket of a shot. Third on the team with 22 total points. She can play D. She can play forward. She is a Swiss Army knife with pipe cleaners for arms. Okay? <laughs> Her reach is incredible, which in women's hockey makes you a very valuable defender. So I'm going Carly Humphrey. Out of my U18 select camp, 06. like that pick. Like, like, so these, the selects that we just were talking about, yep. were players invited to a camp that will probably be trying out for the U18 Worlds. I, before you get to any other topics, where is Michaela Moran, Peter Rodney? Why is her name on here? I'm searching. Where is she? That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. If there's. She's the best 2006 forward I've seen, no question about it, skill-wise. Will you argue? I don't hear any arguing. Are you muted over there? No, I'm just staring at you. I just I want to see if steam comes out it of your is. ears. I want There's to see steam if you coming. have a heart attack. Is it possible? And I don't know this. This is why I was calling some girls hockey aficionados before we jumped on here. <laughs> is it possible to go from this 16-17 development camp into the tryout process of this select thing, or are they just completely no cut already? I have no idea. Okay, just throwing I it out there. Tell you. Uh, All right. If I had to, so you obviously know my favorite player for the 06. Michaela Moran. Okay, we'll just go Michaela okay. Moran right now. Uh, I'm going to throw and a, my underrated. Damn it! Sorry, and my underrated is going to be Ilsa from Duluth. Lindemann. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love she her. She was fun. Great player. 
Uh, I'm going to go with Kayla Simonson, the goaltender <laughs> from Delano. Great one. 11-11-1 last year with a 2.95 goals against and a 9.22 save percentage, which was behind only Holy Family's Sedona Blair. And Kayla Simonson does not have, you know, four Division One commits playing defense ahead of her. She one played of the, Delano. One of the best glove hands in the yes. state, regardless of class. Kayla Simonson, she's going to make a mark at the development camp. I agree. So I agree with that one. And I and look up that. How many goalies did they take? One. one. And who's and, and, and Kayla Simonson? Yes. Yes. Think about all the great 06 goalies. Rockford's finest. I know. And and Layla made it. Layla Hemp made it. Oh shoot! Two goalies. So, two goalies. But, but two she goalies. made select camp. But but and only but only camp. two. Nope. One made it to development two. camp. Two development camps. Where? There's an 05. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but but. But from an 06 perspective, Kayla's the only Yep, only one development Yep, okay. All right. So I gave you Ilsa and I, Michaela. Who is your best player on this uh, 06 thing? 05? Can, 16, no, 17? the 06. No. Simonson was my 06. No, that was your unheralded. Oh, my best, best out of this group? Yeah. Oh, come on. Come on. I hate, you want a brewski? I hate this game. Hmm? You want to go swimming at the pool? No. <laughs> No, I, I, well, I, this might be cheating too, but I'm going to take Addie Bowlby. Mm, okay, like that one. As the like that as one? the best out of that group. Yeah, love Addie Bowlby. Okay, all right, all right. Oh fives development. All right, camp. let's see. We're going best and unheralded, right? I was just going unheralded. It, you but, cannot. Okay, the, the player can't have a Division One um, commitment. You can't to be unheralded to get unheralded. Okay, so we okay. can't take you can't take Stella Retrum Stella or Lawrence Zawoyski is unheralded <laughs> because they've already committed Division One. Okay, um, best though, Oof. I would go Stella Retrum as best um, and unheralded. Can you take Danny Strom for unheralded? I think you could. Could you? I think you could because I just she lost my unheralded because she's committed to a Division One program. Yeah, there you go. Dang it. So I don't know you. You've seen Gentry more than I have. It's on your yeah. side of the town. So I don't know Reeves and Delmonico as well as you do. Riley Reeves was my pick for unheralded. Okay. All right, uh, she plays nasty. She's kind yeah. of an enforcer. I remember her from the team. state tournament, but I don't remember. I didn't see them play. I like her. I like her a lot. She's committed to Bemidji State. I am committed to seeing Gentry uh, Academy. Gentry Academy play next year. Ooh, new coach. I got to see it. Yes, yes. Coach and everything. Uh, real quick, we'll run through some commitments over the month of May. On the girls' side, Courtney Stagman and Taylor Keppel from Andover and Holy Family, respectively, are both committed to St. Anselm. Mm-hmm. And Issa Gettle commits to the University of Minnesota. Skyuma. Skyuma. On the boys' side, uh, Moorhead players Joe Schiller and Gavin Lindbergh commit to Northern Michigan and Colorado College. Ben Dexheimer changes his commitment from Miami to Wisconsin. That was a long time ago. It just got updated in Rankinette. Yep. Uh, Shane Lavelle is now Lindenwood. committed to Lindenwood. And yep. Connor Brown, who played with the Gentry program for a few years, is committed to Western Michigan. And that's not the Estero, Florida, Connor Brown. Yes, it is. It is? Yes. Okay. All right. Sorry. He was originally from Estero. All right. Uh, and Tristan Sarslin switches from Colorado College to Clarkson. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, what else you got on there? Uh, USA Canada Friendly. Thoughts and oh, observations. Oh, good. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I was 
you know, I love standing ice level for games like this because you can really pick up on the speed. Uh, I thought yep. the speed was fantastic. Um, I know the Minnesota girls, so I don't watch them as much as I like to watch the non-Minnesotans. I didn't have college commitments. That's fun when you don't have the college commitments, so you can't make like this like observation like, oh, well, she's going to Wisconsin, so she's really good. Yeah, it was right? all based on what we based saw. Based on what I saw, right? I had no preconceived bias. Um, I don't have her first name in front of me, but her last name is Sims, and I thought Kirsten. she was unbelievable. Assistant captain. Unbelievable. Um I had heard so much about this Kelly Corbin Gorbatenko. Gorbatenko. I wasn't impressed with her. Like I literally was like, "Oh yeah, this is she's gonna, you know, grace us with three goals today in every game that she'll ever play." So I thought she was a, a in the upper half of that crew. And well, think yeah. about how good that crew is. If you talk about the it's a very good forty team. kids that are out on that ice. You're in the upper half of that. It's pretty good company. But I was yeah. expecting her to be the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I thought the goaltending was un. Believable on, on both, both, sides. both sides. It was very good. Uh, All there was, six goalies got Yeah, it was really good. Um, I wish I would have seen the shootout thing at the end. I left before that happened. I wish so I would have seen I. it so I could have seen the goalies kind of put on a show. I bet, it was, I bet a lot of goals weren't scored there. Um, I thought, oh, and I, again, don't have first names. I'm just going off of the back of the jersey. But I, Morrow, is it Sydney? Sydney Morrow was yep. the best player on I thought either she was the best side player of the both rink, sides, yeah. I thought. Um, she was fantastic. Um, I thought the young woman who scored the goal uh, for Canada, what was her name? Tova H- Henderson. Henderson. Uh, she was the real deal. I think she's going to UMD. Um, and I loved the Minnesota line of uh, Danny Bergen, Ava Lindsay, and who is the and right and and Claire and, right? and right. yeah Claire and right. I thought they were did really well together, and I thought our best Minnesotan on the day was Maddie Kaiser. I, I think that's fair. Best that I would be my takes on the game. I'm excited. I uh, you asked me you were surprised that I came to the game, and I said, well, I don't get to go to Madison like you do. <laughs> Someone's got to run the company. Um, I, so I got I wanted to actually see them in person. I didn't care really if you made it or not. And I, I said that to you, too. I'm like, I'd like you to come, but I don't care if oh, you I wasn't You gonna, get to actually go see them in person. I wasn't going to pass up an opportunity to watch the best under-18 women in the, the world. world. Are you kidding me? I know. So I actually had a – so I enjoyed seeing it. So I'm actually – got. it was a primer for me to actually yeah. watch these games and be excited I about I will it. say this. USA comes away with a 3-1 victory. I thought USA was the better team. But if Canada puts it all together on that power play, with their drifter at the top of yep. the zone and then whips it back short side back to a lot of that. If they can convert on their power play. And that's what makes USA most nervous. Team. They I talked to USA officials and that makes them the most nervous is if the Canadian power play gets cooking. Because, I mean, you watch, it was like watching a point guard in basketball. Right. They look off the defense, whip the puck back to the opposite side, and if they could just catch and shoot. In one motion. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to be tough. So there was my take on that game and some of the players that I like. But Sims was the one who I was like, wow, holy smoke. She's she never gonna, stopped moving. She's going to be a good college hockey player. Oh, yeah. That's, I'll say that. She'll be a good college hockey player. Yep. It was a lot of fun to see yesterday. 
Excited right. to get in a little uh, primer before Madison. I like that term, primer. Uh, I don't have anything else for you. Oh, we made, we made it through all nine stages of my yellow legal pass. Yes, you did. And we have to jump on another business call to talk about the U18 <gasps> world. So we're going to cover it. Believe it or not, believe it or not, we do have a plan. Well, this was fantastic. Fantastic. Well, thank you for uh, joining me today, Peter. And we hope you enjoy today's content on the Spring Cleaning 2.0. Adios.